Lady Samus is under fire. She sent an emergency directive. Join the fight. Calling all Metroid fans. If you've been dying for a Metroid podcast to listen to on the road to Metroid Prime 4, you're in luck. Introducing the Omega Metroid Podcast, the only weekly Metroid show on the internet. Join Andy Spiteri of the Champions Cast and esports personality Dakota the Rapture Lasky as they explore the world of Metroid and talk Samus, Space Pirates, and Nintendo every Tuesday. Finally, a show for Metroid fans by Metroid fans. Subscribe on Podbean and iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Omega Metroid Pod. See you next mission. Champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and I am joined, as always, by Kevin O'Rourke. How are you, KO? Doing pretty good, Andy. How about yourself? Can't complain. And uh, also joined by our collective better half, Allison Aletha. What's going on, Al? Uh, lots of things. I'm having a really busy weekend. How are you doing, Andy? Um, you know what? I was having kind of a, a busy weekend as well. Um, if you didn't know... Zelda Dungeon ran its mini marathon this weekend, so uh, kind of a uh, an entree-sized version of our annual marathon that takes place in July, and uh, Allison was running a couple games this weekend, including Breath of the Wild. Allison, uh, how did that go? Um, well, Phantom Hourglass was by far basically a perfect run. It was awesome, but Breath of the Wild... There, uh, there, there was some tough times because I haven't touched that game in two months, but it was still a lot of fun. There were some casualties along the way as well, too. Oh my gosh! A couple animals I, got through the in the crosshairs. I, I saw I, that. What? What were you doing? <laughs> well, when you're running on a horse and you're speed running Breath of the Wild, you don't really pay attention to the, who or what you're running over with the horse. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, I don't think we paid attention to who or what we let on the show. <laughs> Allison over there ramming down animals in Breath of the Wild. Good God. Yeah, I, I did commentary for Minish Cap, Link Between Worlds. Um, God, I can't even remember what else. A Twilight Princess, actually, of all games. And uh, it was it was fun. Um, it was kind of an impromptu thing. It came together very quickly, and a lot of our runners uh, you know, pulled together to make it happen. So, um, you know. If you if you checked it out over on Twitch, thank you very much. And uh, you know, I think that I think that we would call this a success. And don't be surprised if uh, you see this concept return in the future. Is that fair to say? I think that's fair. More to than say. fair, yeah. And if you missed it, you can definitely check it out in our Twitch archives and uh, on YouTube as well. I actually put out there that if we got to, so we had a couple donation incentives. And one of them, I think the first one is if we got to 50 subs, we would, we, uh, Mossies would play Zelda's Adventure for the CDI. Um, the second one was if we got to 100 subs, somebody was going to run Spirit Tracks 100%. So I put the challenge out there. If we got to 1,000 subs, I would buy streaming equipment and play Twilight Princess to 100% completion. Oh my god. 
I actually I tried to change that to two thousand after I thought there was any chance that that might happen, but uh, I I think that we're safe, so everything's okay. No Twilight Princess for me. <laughs> That's Can you awesome. imagine though? Oh, oh my god, I would I would one hundred percent be front row to that show. And you'd have to do it in one run, of course. Oh my, oh god. my god. We'd have like a camera on you, Andy, while you're like napping in between I'd playing have the this game. Beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been months. Uh so yeah, definitely make sure that you check out the mini marathon over on Zelda Dungeons Twitch channel. And uh make sure that you check out the Champions cast over on Spotify. I, for whatever reason, I have been uh, dragging my butt getting the show on Spotify, but we finally did it. It's finally there. Um, so if that is your preferred uh, method of listening to podcasts, you can definitely head on over and uh, check out the show over on Spotify. We've got it linked in the article on the site and on Podbean, so make sure that you uh, check that out. And, uh, you know, the uh, my other podcast, Omega Metroid Podcast, is also on Spotify if that is... Uh, up your alley as well and of course virtual theater is on spotify so all my shows are on spotify so um you know check it out we uh it's been a long time coming and i i really don't know why i didn't do this earlier because it was super super easy but uh, nevertheless uh, last piece of business is uh, as of course as you guys know the last couple weeks here we've been uh, majora's mask focused with a couple uh, majora's mask centric shows including shows about the dungeons and just a uh, a retrospect on the game. The entire website this week is dedicating itself to Majora's Mask, kind of like we've been doing here on the show. So you're going to see editorials, opinion pieces, daily debates, uh, videos, all of that stuff come out this week just discussing Majora's Mask in honor of its 20th birthday. This is our last uh, 20th anniversary show, and so I saved this one for last because I truly think that this is the heart and soul of Majora's Mask. Uh, this week, we are going to dive into all of the different side quests in this game. And there are so many. So what we're going to do is I literally whipped open my 3DS this morning, looked at my bomber's notebook, jotted down all the side quests, and we're going to kind of go rapid fire through them and just give some quick anecdotes or stories or thoughts or just opinions about them. And uh, we're going to go right down the list. I included almost everything. There were some of them that I left out because they're kind of simple, but... Um, Man, looking at this list, there is a lot of side quests in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's a ton. Um, and yeah, like leaving some of them off, like there's some little ones that you know I don't think we really need to dive too far into. Not every quest can be a masterpiece. They can't all be shiny pennies. That's fair. You know, we got rid of pennies up here. Do you guys still have pennies down there? Yeah, we got pennies. You know- we do, and I okay. saw somebody, uh, I saw a small video of somebody, like, ranting at us why we still had pennies, and I was like, I didn't know that people were getting rid of pennies, so. Oh, yeah, we got rid of pennies at least five years ago, I want to say. Didn't know that. Get that penny out of here. Um, all right, so let's, uh, you know, without further ado, are you guys ready to dive into all of the different side quests in Majora's Mask? Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. You know what, actually, before we get there, Al... Um, oh my god. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the last time that I was watching you stream Majora's Mask over uh-huh. on your Twitch channel, um, you were... Where were you at? I think you were in Ikana Graveyard or something like that. Was that right? Um, I might have been giving the Deku scrub his uh, title deed to the Great Bay area. 
Oh, maybe that was it, yeah. Um, are you still streaming that, or where, will, can, where can people I, check that out? I will still be streaming that on twitch.tv slash backslash or whatever slash Allison Olathe. I, I will slash. be. She almost had it. Whatever. <laughs> I'll still be doing 100% of that game, so. <laughs> uh, there it is. All right, let's get started, and let's talk about one of the most absolutely surreal side quests in the entire Legend of Zelda series. This is just a surreal side quest in video games, just in general. One of my favorites from this game, Romani Ranch, and protecting the cows from being abducted by aliens. Yes. What the? F- <laughs> it's. I mean, like, it's like actually, there. like, what the? F- yeah. <laughs> it's very fine. bizarre. Um, something weird about this quest is it's actually based on, like, a urban legend of the Flatwoods monster. Really? Yeah. Um, and they actually, it's a West Virginia, like, urban legend, um, which actually got brought back recently in Fallout 76. So this was, like, the original game that had this sort of reference in it. It's weird. It's very out there. But it was this, like, weird alien creature that you know people claim to have seen and they drew like some sketches it's it's creepy if you want to take a deeper dive and look up the flatwoods monster it's an interesting read that is super fascinating kevin i'm uh i'm glad that you know you brought that up because i paragon of wisdom just, yeah i just figured that someone was on like an acid trip and was like what if <laughs> what if we had a farm where the cows were getting abducted by aliens and Link needs to shoot them. Because, I mean, that's pretty much what this quest is. It is... I'll never forget doing it. And just, like, um, just being so blown away by how just strange it was. Because, I mean, Zelda's kind of a... You know, it's like a traditional fantasy series in a lot of ways. Or at least it was back in those days. And, you know, you know here you're literally shooting aliens with your bow and arrow as they're going to abduct cows. It was... Uh, just a surreal experience. I loved that you uh, you got to interact with uh, Romani in this. Uh, she's always she was one of my favorite characters, uh, obviously as Malin in uh, Ocarina of Time. So seeing her in this was just like an added bonus for me. But man, this one always stuck with me. So when I think of side quests in the Legend of Zelda series, it's ironic because the two that I think of are both from Majora's Mask, and this is one of them. And it's just man, it's just so. It's so bizarre, but it works. I think that you have to yeah. have like a Majora's Mask game that like or in in the game Majora's Mask like it's not too bizarre. Does that make sense? Like it fits in that sort of game. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think even for Majora's Mask, it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> Those aliens kind of look like Poe's as well. Do you guys notice that? Yeah, they kind of do. And uh, Poe vibe going on. Yeah, Romani has that little like balloon one too. I guess like a target practice that looks kind of like a Poe. Um, you know what I never actually noticed about this particular side quest until the last time that I did it was um, there's a little dog that is on the farm as well, and yeah. the dog will run over and bark at the closest alien. And I always just kind of thought that he was just off barking at whatever. Um, as I would if I was a dog and aliens were abducting <laughs> cows off of my ranch. But he was actually pretty helpful the last time that I did it. So uh, I, I never pieced that together until the latest time that I played this game. Um, here's a question for you guys. 
when doing this side quest, do you have the the song of inverted time on? Because it makes them go slower, but it also makes it last longer. Yeah, I always no. have it at normal time. Me too. I feel like I feel like you're you don't really need them to slow down and it's just better to have morning come faster, in my opinion. Yeah, same here. I had inverted on and it took forever. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little bit of a pain. Um, I think the game does a good job of, of tricking people as well, too. Because in order to get like this, this side quest advanced more, which it's required mm -hmm. to, um, at least, you know, learning Epona's song, um, you, you get kind of fooled into thinking that you need to ride around the ranch and shoot these guys on Epona. But you don't. It's, it's like a trap. You're better off just, like, camping out in front of the, uh, in front of, like, the, the barn and just shooting guys from there. If you run out of arrows, there's like a little crate that restocks you. Mm -hmm. um, that yeah, dog is like the MVP of this for sure. Like that dog deserves a medal. I don't I don't think I've ever actually ridden on opponent and, and done this side quest. I have it's it's kinda difficult. I was kinda one of those people that fell for the trap, but I personally just if I have the bunny hood on, I just run around and shoot him. Oh yeah, it's, the bunny uh, hood helps a lot here. Definitely, yeah. It it's just like, man, it is surreal, and it always has stuck with me. Um, whenever, you know, whenever I think of side quests in a game, I always think of Majora's Mask as kind of like the pinnacle, and like this one is right at the top of that list for me, and just how. Again, just bizarre it is because it, it 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 truly is. It's it's bizarre. Um, let's move on and let's talk about the side quest that kind of keeps giving, and you can do it in parts. You can wait and do it all at once. I'm a big fan of of style of side quests like this. This is the uh, Deku Land title quest where you can go and get the Moon's Tear, give it to the Deku in Clock Town. You get the deed. You can go to the swamp. Then you can go to uh, the Goron Village. You can go to the Zora, and, and it's just like. It's very involved, and you can do it in in different pieces. You can do it in different stages. You always get a really good reward out of it. I'm actually this is kind of an underrated, um, an underrated side quest. I think you get four full, or you get four pieces of heart from it too. So yeah, yeah. Not only is the end reward good, but like the rewards throughout are are great too. And I kind of like the fact that when you go to each region, you have to be wearing the mask of the previous region. I mm -hmm. like you said that's pretty like involved and I I like that a lot. I thought that was fun. Yeah, this is a good little side quest. Um it's fun to be able to like explore the areas too and I feel like you get this is kind of like a reward for you like piecing some of like the mechanics of Majora's Mask together and thinking like okay, yeah, I talked to this guy but you know, I didn't do it on this day or I didn't already trade like the land title deed, so you can go right. through that again and be like, okay, yeah, I bring it to this guy, bring it to this guy. It's like a little trading sequence. Uh, yeah, kind of. And actually, if you really want to get technical, you can get five pieces of heart because you can also take the uh, the title deed and give it to our boy in in the toilet, oh, the hand in the toilet. That's right. I didn't know that. <laughs> Which I... is like just going back and again being like so surreal. Like there's just a hand and he's in a toilet and he wants some toilet paper. Oh my god, that would be much less cruel than what I did. Oh, did you oh give god, him the? Did, did you give him the I, letter? I gave him the letter. Oh gosh, oh, man. Oh. 
that is great. I didn't know great. you could give the title deed. Oh, oh boy. man. So you ran that quest a few times then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is funny. Poor Andrew. Oh boy. Um, you know what? I actually I forgot to mention too. Speaking of kind of add-ons to the uh, to the main side quest, um, after you complete Romani Ranch and you save those cows, um, you can also do the uh, the ride with uh, with the Gorman brothers attacking you, and you can shoot them with with a bow and arrow, which is That's actually kind of cool too, because it's never like it's never like overly hard, but it's it's involved enough that I always have a fun time with it. Um, I I feel like in Majora's Mask, so much of this game to me is like it blurs the line of like what is what is a side quest and like what is required to beat the game because you have to race the gorman brothers in order to beat the game because right. you need to get the the garrow mask but like i i don't think that this is required is that right it's not um it's very helpful though if you want to get the uh the romani masks that you can get chateau romani um and a funny thing with this quest too is and there's like little easter eggs that happen with this in the game is if you go back and do this side quest uh, with the circus leader's mask on, they will not attack you. Really? Gorman Brothers just leave you alone. So if you hop into the quest with that mask on, uh, they just they just leave you alone. Um, and Kremia doesn't really give you a reward at the end. She gives you a hug. Weird Same little stuff. Butt, all you get is a hug. You get a hug. Jeez. Um, yeah, that's a nice little uh, cap on the yeah, bizarre Romani Romani Ranch side quest. Um, let, I, you know, let's move on and talk about another one that I really like, and it's not it's not like very involved. You don't need to do a lot. You basically just buy the all night mask and then talk to Andrew's grandmother in the Stockpot Inn. <laughs> However, I do like this uh, side quest. You get two pieces a part of it because it. Uh, I mean, first and foremost, you get two pieces a part of it. But you also get, like, a little bit of lore behind, like, the world of Termina and, like, the history of the festival. I, I really like the way that it's um, that it's drawn and, like, kind of that, that like, art style. Like, it looks like something between from A Link Between Worlds. You know what I mean? The way that yeah. the history of the Four Giants is drawn. I think that, that part's really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, a good part. lore dive. Um, and, yeah, the art the art for it is, is amazing. Um, I just feel bad for Link. He's got to stay up and listen to that whole story without taking a snooze. <laughs> Surprised the grandma could get through it too. Um, I I actually haven't done that side quest in this recent playthrough, but I've done it before, and if I kind of remember right, the art it kind of reminds me of the stills that Nico shows you in Phantom Hourglass and uh, Spirit Tracks when he's telling a story. It's kind of like the same idea, so that's pretty cute. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty similar. I was going to say, I think you're talking to the wrong crowd here if you expect us oh. to remember something from Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks. I remember. <laughs> Sorry. Um, also, like, this, you know, this poor grandma, too. Andrew is such a bad cook that you, you can find her diary, and she's, like, literally starving herself because she doesn't want to eat Andrew's cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little, uh, that little tweak in there as well to flesh out her character. Um, I think the All Night Mask is actually one of the coolest looking masks. It just looks so, like, I don't know, like, kind it's of the uh, the ballroom gown style, but, like, the big eyes. I, I always really liked it. Yeah, it's a spooky Definitely. mask. It looks kind of funny, too, and, like, the icon for it. Like, yeah, you put it on, and it just seems kind of eerie. It's one of the more interesting looking ones, that's for sure. 
it's almost like it's see-through so it doesn't look like much like it doesn't look like a big mask but yeah it's always been one of my favorites um, another one of my favorites is uh how would you how would you say this ko camaro's mask i'd say camaro yeah i'm thinking of the car camaro okay room camaro i uh again this is not like a very long or involved side quest but i i love that you i basically love that you can do this like right away in the game mm-hmm. i love that you can talk to this random ghost and get a mask i love the way that the mask looks because it's just this dude's head on your head and <laughs> the actual dance that you teach the sisters is is just like a, a wicked style dance which we should totally recreate and the tune is awesome too so like i love everything about this side quest the tune is good i don't i always thought the dance was really silly looking to be honest <laughs> i mean it is <laughs> it was just so goofy and the girls are like, oh, my God, you're amazing. And I was just like, he just kind of stepped back. This is fine. But the the, the song <laughs> that goes with it is really cool and kind of hypnotic sounding. Yeah, that mask is just so weird. It's just super weird. I can't get over it. It's like a mask on a mask. I guess it'd be <laughs> weird if you were wearing, like, Camaro's face. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, you, you basically are wearing his face. Yeah, but you're kind of wearing, like... Like, his face on top of the mask. I don't know. It's just bizarre. I love it. Um, yeah, the whole thing is kind of creepy. That dance is just so ridiculous that, you know, <laughs> I it, it makes it for me. Um, let's talk about, again, another bizarre and ridiculous thing that happens in this game. And that is when you talk to... Um, God, what the heck's his name? The Song of Storms guy. The jukebox oh, guru, guy. Guru. Yes, thank you. When you talk to him over in the pond area of Clocktown, he gives you the uh, the Bremen mask, which you can then go and take that to Romani Ranch. And, like, this is so, again, it's so weird. Like, because you put that mask on and you just, like, start this march and you're marching around. Like, all these baby chicks just start following <laughs> behind you. And when you have them all, they just, like, pop, turn into cuckoos. And, like, it's so, again, it's just so bizarre that, like, you know, it, it's always stuck with me. And you actually get, like, you get the buddyhood from it, so you get an, a really awesome reward for doing that. But God, it's just something about, like, marching around and all those little chicks following you, just surreal. If you want to see something even more surreal, use the Bremen mask inside of Ikana Castle. And you know uh, Egos to Ikana is, like, two jabroni henchmen? Mm-hmm. If you If you play the march tune with them... They will actually march and follow you around. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I am full That's of amazing. weird Majora's Mask trivia. But yeah. Wow. Um, I love it. They do it really quick. They they like get confused and they follow you for like a second and then they like snap out of it. Weird little Easter eggs. That's that, That's, that's so unreal. Cool. Kevin, you were you were proving your worth on this show today. <laughs> this is this is great. Keep it up. I'm full of nuggets <laughs> of wisdom here. Uh, all right, let's talk about the uh, the troop leader's mask, uh, or I guess did they call it that in this game? Call the circus leader. The circus leader, yeah. I'm sorry, the circus leader mask. That's fine. Uh, the the troop leader is what they call it in the bomber's notebook. Um, again, this is something that's not too too involved, but I I really like there's something calming about it to me. So basically, in order to get this, you have to play all the different instruments as the different uh, like species or races or whatever. And you play like you're playing as like the replacement for the Indiegogos and uh, something about it. It's it's really it's a nice 
little side quest and it's touching because you see uh one of the gorman brothers just like start to break down at the end it's uh i like this one a lot do you know the name of the song that they play uh the ballad of the windfish ballad of the windfish the remixed nice. edition it doesn't sound anything yeah. like the original song but just a weird little nod yeah, I you know, and I'm not sure that I picked up on that until again my most recent playthrough. But the, when they when they, you know, said that that was their signature song, I was like, huh, that's uh that's interesting. I I don't know that I knew that before. I was noticing that too uh, during this playthrough. I was like, because I've never played Link's Awakening before. I knew about Ballad of the Windfish, but I hadn't really heard it before. So now that I played the new version and I was seeing that, I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Like. What's their what's the star manager's name? Toto or something? He was saying, uh, yeah, their song is Ballad of the Windfish. Oh, you haven't heard of that? It's really famous. And I was like, ah, oh, dang, that's actually kind of a cool <laughs> little shout out. <laughs> that that is cool. Yeah, I uh, I'm a big fan of kind of those concerty musical kind of quests in Zelda. They I have a soft spot for them. Um, we touched on this last week, but I just wanted to bring it up again really quick, and we'll we won't spend a lot of time on this, but. The Great Fairy Gatherings in Majora's Mask. I mean, really, that's one of the biggest side quests in the game. Gathering all the stray fairies and getting your, you know, due rewards. I, uh, you know, as I kind of said last week, I really love the Woodfall stray fairy reward. I love the Great Bay stray fairy reward. I don't necessarily love uh, Snowhead and especially not Stone Tower. What say you guys? Yeah, you know... I'm just kind of one of those people that I have to get those fairies the first time I go through the dungeon because if I forget them or if I just decide not to do them or say I forgot to see the fairy before going back in time, I'm not going back through that dungeon to get those fairies. I'm just saying. But I agree that the Stone Tower one was probably the most complicated, especially that they made you play the, the Elegy of Emptiness more than you have to like without the fairies. So... I agree with that one. The rest are kind of, they're kind of okay and straightforward to me. Yeah, I don't think they're too bad. Um, it's something that I don't think we've really seen in the in the dungeons as much nowadays, where you know there's this like fun little extra side quest. Um, I think actually like the search for the fairies is fun, uh, even if the rewards aren't the best. Maybe Stone Tower is a bit of an exception. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I like them. I like the Great Fairy, um, Stray Fairy side quest. It's just a good time. I, I like it. I like it too, as in like I like the idea of it. And the re I didn't really like the rewards necessarily for, I mean I guess half of them, but I I wouldn't be upset for a reason to go and revisit some older dungeons in like, let's say that uh, you know in Ocarina of Time you had a reason to go back and visit some old dungeons. I know in a couple of them there are some Skulltellas, but like. Really, like, once you're done with the dungeon, you're done with the dungeon, and you don't have to go back. So I do kind of like the idea of, like, you can go back and, and gather all this stuff, um, even if the rewards were a bit subpar. Uh, you know, we took some flack last week for us kind of uh, burying Stone Tower Temple. Yes, we did. <laughs> Speak for yourselves. <laughs> I mean, you know what, though? That's that's how I feel, by God, and, you know, what it is what it is. And not everybody can love Stone Tower Temple, although it does have sick music. I'll I'll give I'll give the temple that. Um, let's move on and talk about speaking of uh, Skulltellas, Let's talk about the spider houses in uh, 
in the Bay Area, I think in particular, is really awesome, and also in the Swamp. I think the the Bay Area one sticks out to me because it's like especially creepy, and you have all of the um, the skeletons in there, and you can talk to them, and if you have the captain's mask, you can like hear their conversation in the the boardroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's again super surreal. Um, I uh, I really found myself enjoying doing these, uh, and it was like. It was kind of nice that it was contained to like one small area. So like you know, you knew that if you can get into that area, you can like you can finish it. You just have to be clever enough to know how to finish it. Yeah, yeah I'm right I... there with you. The the spider houses were fun little side dungeons. Uh, I don't even know if you want to call them dungeons, but uh, it was just the fun like side quest. Nothing too uh, groundbreaking with it. It's just a, a fun time running around there and. Eating all those sculptures. Yeah, I'm. I, you, I agree uh, with you that. You eat them. You eat them. <laughs> yeah, eating them. Oh boy. Chomping them down. No, beating them. Oh okay. <laughs> oh gosh, eating spiders. That sounds like. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. I was, I was gonna say, what are you doing in your Majora's Mask? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just always felt I'm... really clever when I was in in there, and I could yeah. find all of them. I just, I was like, dang, I'm so smart. <laughs> That's what those places make you feel. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, again, particular, actually, particularly in the swamp one where you have to put the bugs into the wall. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why, but like, that never occurred to me until, geez, I don't know. Like, I I must have read it somewhere because it, it would have never occurred to me back when I was a kid to put bugs in the wall and like spiders would pop out. I I'm actually probably pretty sure that I never completed this as a kid because I just can't see myself scooping up bugs and and being that clever to to put them into the wall. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really fun. I, I would love to see something like this kind of come back because I had a, a great time in this, or I would have loved to see like, uh, an area in every area or like a, like a spider house in every area to do. Cause, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, let's move on to talk about really quickly, just some of the mini games in here, which I guess like technically are side quests, but you know, we won't spend a ton of time on them. Um, really quick. What are your guys' thoughts on, uh, the Deku flower game. I mean, that one could be a little uh, frustrating, I think sometimes. Yeah. When you just it. you just like whiff and miss that flower by like a small inch, yeah. um, it could be a little bit of a pain. Uh, but I think it's fair. It's it's a fun challenge. I kind of like it oh, takes I the. It. I like that it takes the three days. You know, like you come back and it's a different challenge each day. Yeah. You know, I actually don't like that um, oh. at all. Like, I, I, I'm a fan of, like, you you do it once, and it's done. And, uh, you know, the Honey and Darling um, game room, or whatever you want to call it, did this as well, which I guess we might as well talk about, too. Uh, some of them were okay. Like, I, I liked throwing the bombs in the baskets and, like, shooting, but I, I hate anything to do with bomb juice. So that one was <laughs> annoying to me. Um, so, But day, day two and three were really fun in Honey and Darling's shot. Yeah, I think you just can't beat bomb chew bowling as a meeting game. I like bomb chew bowling, but this bomb is not. <laughs> it's just like it's okay. those things have no rhyme or reason for how they move. I feel like a lot of the times. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little wonky sometimes. You're just slightly off target, and they go in a completely different direction that you're hoping they'll go. Um. So one example of like kind of what I'm talking about, where I prefer just one and done, is the treasure chest prize, where like you do that map and all the the stone walls keep coming up. Yeah. I I actually like the gimmick of how like 
whichever race you are, you get a different prize at the end. And like the girl is just like, she has the hots for the Goron. So she gives him a piece of heart if you can make it. <laughs> She's I a little, uh, she charges different prices too. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's funny little things with that, with like the different races in the game. Like uh, some of the business scrubs will only talk to certain, like certain types of folks. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Majora's Mask. Uh, uh, I yeah, favoritism. Favoritism. Um, the swamp Cruise, I think is is pretty. The Swamp Cruise is okay actually. It's not, it's not as fun as like some of the other target practice uh, ranges that you have in this game. But mm-hmm. I do enjoy like shooting the witch. That always brings a smile to my face. I can't remember if it's Koyim or Kotake, but I always I always just shoot her, and she always complains about it. And then, <laughs> you know, that, that brings a smile to my face whenever you do it. It's just, like, it's so easy Yeah, is the only problem with that. I, I personally really like the Octorok shooting uh, game in the, in town. That's that probably tough. one of my favorite mm-hmm. mini games in the entire series. I, you know what? I agree, and I also think that the... The one in the swamp is also like really fun, particularly cool. the one in the swamp actually, because the stuff moves. Yeah, it's challenging, but like not like it's challenging in a way that you just have to be good enough to do it, and not in a unfair way. Right. I think so. Yeah, I, I really I really agree with you on that one. I uh, I wrote that one down in particular actually. Um, what do you think about the Goron race and the Beaver race? Oh boy, yeah. the Goron <laughs> race. Um. So. Yeah, Goron race can be a bit of a, a bit of a troll run. Um, we during the uh, Zelda Dungeon Marathon, we would run and do the Goron races so that we could get the Gilded Sword. Um, and the Goron race could like make or break your run um, because you could get knocked off the um, off like the that bridge and just get knocked mm-hmm. to the ground. And yeah. it's like you know it's you're doomed. Uh, Sixty four never let you reset it. The 3D version, uh, the baby Goron will say like, "Hey, Darmani, there's no chance you're gonna make it. Like, you know, just reset now, and you, and you can." But boy, is that Goron race tough. Those guys rubber band all over the place. Rubber band. <laughs> That's weird. I I didn't think that the Goron race was actually too too tough. Me neither. But I did. I hated the Beaver race, and especially for what you just said, because like. When it's obviously clear that you're not going to be able to to beat them, there's no option to like just restart. Yeah, so they you just have to sit you. there and wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's it sucks. I actually like I was down to about one minute left in day three, and I finally beat the the beaver and got my heart piece and got the heck out of there. <laughs> Hated that. Hated it. I've been avoiding the beaver races in my current playthrough just because if I remember having a hard time with it in the N64 version, and with how I feel about the Zora swimming now. I just feel like it's going to be a rough go. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. Um, probably my least favorite side quest in this game is doing like you do the race once and it's cool. You get the bottle, that's great. But then you got to do it again and it's harder and like the controls are wonky for swimming. If you're not like perfectly lined up, it's hard to use your speed boost and like you got to hop out of the water and do like some some dolphin dives through rings and stuff. Mm. Yeah, I like it could have been a little bit easier. Or a bit more forgiving. This is a quest that I think could have been a little bit harder or a little bit more involved, and that is the Keaton quiz. When you have your Keaton mask on and you, you know, slash the bushes and you got to answer his quiz. I I really like the idea, but I think that it's over too quickly because he asks you what, like 
three questions before he gives you a piece of heart. Is that right? Yeah, it's just the three, I think. I feel like because there is, um, I want to say that there's three piles of shrubs that move when you hit them. There's one in Clocktown, one in uh, uh, right outside the dude's house with the gilded sword. And I can't remember where the other one is, but like, I feel like maybe you should have had to answer all three before you can get the piece of heart. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I, I just like that. the concept of like the saying. trivia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he he pulls from like a pool of questions too. So like, you could go there one time and then get the same questions as another time, or you could just get a completely different set of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that could have been expanded a bit more too, and maybe. Um, you had to do a few more to get a piece of heart. There's a little inconsistency in this game on like what constitutes giving you a piece of heart. I think that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, um, I mean, yeah, I agree. I just like I actually just like the concept of it, so I would have liked to see it um, expanded. I guess mm-hmm. more trivia nights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, no I'm gonna compare it to Phantom Hourglass. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I agree that it would have been nice if it was a little more involved because in Phantom Hourglass, there's the Goron quiz, and he makes you, like, run around and talk to everybody, and you have to observe things like how many uh, Gorons are outside, how many of them are kids, how many rocks are in a certain house. So I think that's kind of – while it's not, like, a quiz on the lore of the game or, like, certain things that are happening in the game, it's more on just the Gorons, it's still kind of fun – to uh, have to be that observant. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I'm a big fan of like trivia puzzles and stuff like that in, in video games. Um, here's another just absolutely bizarre side quest. Not something that's super involved, again, but just one of those ones that sticks out to me. The the four gossip stones that are hidden around uh, Terminal Field that you have to go and like, convert to all one color... So you can actually do this quest right away as soon as you get your Deku mask. You can go and, and play on your bagpipes and uh, and turn them all green, and then they blast off and they give you a hard piece. Again, just like really weird, really random, always stuck with me. Yeah, those Gossip Stones were always strange, and I think it's funny that they built like a little side quest out of it. I remember in Ocarina of Time and in Majora's Mask, it's like, you could do weird, weird stuff. Like, if you hit it with the Megaton Hammer in Ocarina of Time, it would, like, flatten out. Or you could, like, drop a bomb on them. You could play um, the Song of Storms. And mm-hmm. I think, I know this in Ocarina of Time, but they would drop, like, a, a fairy would appear. Just, like, weird little things. It's funny to see them just shoot right up into the sky and explode. It's a <laughs> weird side quest. They're just kind of bizarre throughout the entire series, to be honest. But yeah, that's such a it's such a strange little... And, you know, I, I think for me, I had to read that on the guide when I was a kid to do that because I wouldn't have known what to do. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I did the same thing. Ditto. Yeah. Um, K.O., last week, or maybe two weeks ago, did we decide that it was the Don Giroux or Don Garrow mask? I always call them Don Garrow. Don Garrow. So did I, but I, I don't know if that's right. Don Garrow. Don Garrow. Um, another one. I love this quest. Like something about just rounding up the frogs and uh, and kind of going back into some of the dungeons that you've beaten and like making notes of like where you've seen these frogs. Just kind of like a silly. It's a silly like side quest, but um, you know I I probably said it a thousand times, but just one that always stuck with me. Yeah, this is a funky one, and you have to do like the timing of it right too to even get the mask. 
Because you need to get that rock sirloin and save that Goron. Otherwise, you have to redo Goat, because that poor guy just... Either he freezes to death in the winter, or he just manages to get down there and is like, all right, I'm out of this place. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, I personally don't have a problem with redoing goats, so when I was doing this the other day, uh, that was my first side quest that I was going to do. I was like, I'm going to do the frogs. And I went ahead and freed goat and saw the frog, and I was like, crap, I didn't get the Don mask. I guess I have to fight goat again. <laughs> so it wasn't really that big a hardship for me, because I like fighting him, but... I, I like that side quest, but again, I'm just not, I'm not like you, Andy, where I like going back into dungeons to get things, so I, I kind of don't like those two, but the rest of it's a lot of fun. I can appreciate that, where you don't like going back into dungeons, but I I am with you where uh, I like fighting Goat. That's the only boss, actually, uh, that's not true. Goat and uh, Odalwa are the only bosses that I really like fighting after you've beaten them, mm -hmm. so I'm okay with fighting him a couple other times. Um, I know that we kind of talked about it uh, maybe last week. I think it was last week. Um, but let's just really quickly touch on it. Um, getting the Razor Sword. KO, you mentioned that uh, you have to do the the goat fight again in kind of a particular order and then do the Goron races to get this. Did I tell you guys last week about my snafu getting the gold dust and doing the Goron race on the, <laughs> on the second day? You did tell me, but share with the whole class. Well, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I... I beat Goat, I beat him on the second day, I got, I did the Goron races, I got the Gold Dust, and I was like, heck yeah, I'm gonna get myself a nice sword. And so I upgraded my sword to the, to the Gilded Sword, I'm thinking, <laughs> like, nothing's wrong, this is fine. And, uh, I got it on the morning of day three, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, oh, wait a second, I don't know that I can, that I can upgrade my sword anymore. <laughs> so I, I think I'm, maybe I messaged you, Kevin, I'm like, does this, does this hold over if you go back in time? Nope. 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 Um, and one thing I just gotta be a Majora's Mask snob. Um, it's <laughs> Razor Sword for the first upgrade, and then you give the Gold Dust and get the Gilded Sword. Oh, uh, I did that last week. Yeah, too. I'm catching you on the damn it on the I razors. Think. That's okay though. I you, I think the you should have seen yesterday. I was commenting on Minish Cap, and oh, like gosh. I played Minish Cap probably more times than anyone on staff. But like, if you cannot ask me what the third and fifth palace or like the dungeons oh, are, yeah. I don't know if it's Palace of Wind, Fortress of Wind. Still, no idea. <laughs> this is that's fine. okay. We'll give you a pass. Yeah, this is fine. Um, all right, this is another bizarre one. Again, not really something that we need to talk a lot about, but man, just when you you get a heart piece by scooping up fish in bottles and feeding them to like two what are they piranhas? Yeah, they're <laughs> in like the, in the Great Bay area. Fish. Oh yeah, and I think it's at random which which fish eats like which piranha eats the fish because like I had to go get about seven fish, but eventually one of these piranhas got so big that it ate the other and it pooped out a heart <laughs> container, and I was like, this is so Majora's Mask. Yep. That's yeah, it's fair. very bizarre. And you know, Allison, <laughs> when you scooped up that fish instead of the Zora egg, you could have dropped that guy right in. Watch no, him just, just get devoured. I just dropped him in the middle of the lab and let him die because I was <sighs> super upset. Rip <laughs> wow. fish. <laughs> Once Jeez again, Louise. murdering animals in Zelda games. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Seeing your true colors, you. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm almost hesitant to ask what you did with the, with the seahorse. Did you save him, Allison, or did you run him over? Well, let's just say that one of those eels was uh, having a very good snack. Oh boy! Oh god! <laughs> Just kidding. This is another I'm side kidding. quest. 
I love this one, and I'm sure that Allison's not joking, actually. Um, you can find out for yourself over on her Twitch channel. Uh, this is It's so happy when you beat all of the, the sea snakes and you and you reunite the seahorse with his love. That's a nice that's a nice quest. Yeah, it's cute. It's very cute. Yeah, and you kind of save him from captivity from that fisherman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, I mean, you do. He's captured, and he's like, he's this giant seahorse, and he's in this tank, which is like as big as him. Poor guy. Poor guy. Um, and let's talk about let's talk about Evan, the old leader of the uh, the Indigo goes. I I have to say, I don't really like this guy. This is my least favorite side quest in the game. Really? You you jam. You go and jam out with uh, Japis. Is that his name, Kate? Japis, yeah. Okay, so you're going out to jam with him. You've got to... Basically, you've got to either cheat and look up what you need to play, or you have to wait until after you get the hook shot and then go up and read like the band notes. Either way, it's a pain in the butt. You go and jam with him, and then you have to play it to Evan, and like it's kind of this big rigmarole to, uh, to get this song, and I don't know, not... Not my favorite quest in this game. Kind of kind of one of the odd stinkers in here among all these other great quests. I like this one. I thought it was cool running around with the Indigo Goes and playing some music. Um, I always liked the Zoras too, and I thought it was really cool that like Macau is in a band and all these other guys are like your band buddies. Um, I think right. the coolest little Easter egg about, and I forget which songs they are, um, for each area or each one of the bandmates, they're all playing a different song. So one of them is playing like the, um, it's like the end theme to the original Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's playing it on the piano. Um, there's there's a few other songs that are played. It's like fun little Easter eggs here. That, I think that's why I like it. I think the dungeon music, the guy on the drums, he's like playing the dungeon music. Yeah. Um, I want to say a link to the past. I think I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. It's cool sounding. I liked it when I when I I did that side quest. Uh, on Friday, and I, I was like, ooh, I like this. This is cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Kevin, you're getting overtaken by Allison in terms of um, Jorah's Mask Facts here. It was a collaborative effort. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We're, we're both jamming uh, out. <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay, let's talk about Econa Graveyard. Uh, one of these, one of these uh, I guess, quests, if you want to say, is actually required um, you have to get the Song of Storms in order to progress in the game. But the other two are not necessarily required. You can go and uh, and go and get a piece of heart. And uh, you can also play the Dompe minigame. Which, you know what? I actually am surprised that the Dompe minigame is not as awful as I remember it being. I think that I just have in my head, like, Dompe and Ocarina of Time and just slowly walking and you have to pay him to dig. And, like, that was truly terrible. This one is actually kind of fun because you basically just target him, lead him to a blue patch. He digs and you have, I think it's like a 50% chance of getting like one of the blue lights. And if you get three blue lights, you fight a big Poe. I I was surprised by how decently fun that this was. It's not a bad side quest. Um, And this is one of them that got flipped with the the swamp shooting minigame. This one used to give you a bottle in 64 but they swapped it over to a piece of heart. I think that's better. It's a little more specific to, like, get to this area. Um, I always thought it was funny that Dompe, he's, like, he's got bad vision, he can't see too well, so he needs the light of your fairy. I always thought that was kind of a fun touch. Yeah, yeah, this dude's super (laughs) scared. 
Um, I haven't done it recently, so I, I actually don't remember a lot of it. So I can't say. But the um, portion of getting the, the Song of Time, or the, I'm sorry, Song of Time. <laughs> Song of Storms was pretty cool, at least. So I like that, at least. That you need, like, the captain's mask to talk to them. Um, I think we I think we did that part together, didn't we? Yeah, you actually helped me yeah. do it, because I didn't remember any part of that that portion of the game. <laughs> it's very right, odd that it's required. We, we have one more before we get to the side quest that everybody wants to actually hear about. But before we get there, we have to talk about our buddy, you know and love him, oh, yeah. Wizbro. Yes. Oh my god. Our good friend. I was actually, I was going to include this in our mini dungeon episode last week, but I, A, I was tired about talking about Wizrobe, <laughs> and then B, it's not really like a mini dungeon. You basically just find a room in Econa River, and um, there are there are four subsequent rooms in this giant room, and you go and fight old mini bosses from the game, including Wizrobe for like the fifth time. It's actually probably even more than five. <laughs> Not even that's not even an appropriate exaggeration there. I mean, it was like yeah. Wizrobe number eight. I, I mean, I wasn't trying to exaggerate. I actually think it's the fifth time that you <laughs> yeah. played him. I I wasn't annoyed in the dungeons because I like fighting Wizrobe, but fighting him in this, it yeah, that's kind of annoying because you already have done it so much. Like, give the other really cool uh, sub bosses a chance, you know. Yeah. Um, who else do you fight? You don't fight the uh, the vampire guy from Stone Tower, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. You, but that would have been cool to fight him again. You fight the Poe sisters, but that's up in Akana Valley. That's like a whole separate yeah. other deal with the um, the the Poe collector from Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I, I didn't include that one, but that that one's actually kind of cool too. It's like a little uh, mini fight where you you have to beat all the Poe sisters in three minutes, yeah. which is actually kind of hard because I didn't. I was using Deku nuts, and maybe I was just doing it wrong, but it didn't seem to do anything. They're a little bit different than an Ocarina of Time. They were okay um, to fight them, but not not okay enough that I wanted to include them. Mm-hmm. But I didn't love having to fight Wizrobe again. <laughs> but I guess what do you do? All right, let's talk about the side quest that everybody finally wants to actually talk about. The Probably the greatest side quest in The Legend of Zelda. Probably one of the greatest side quests in video games in general would you guys agree with that yes the couple's mask quest 100 percent, i would yes yeah i think so too now this is it's such a good quest because it is so involved and it, it it's again it's one of those ones that you can do in um in stages like and you get different rewards based on how far along you can actually com- complete this quest um, I actually wrote an editorial about this particular side quest that you will uh, be able to read over on ZeldaDungeon.net for Majora's Mask Week if you want a more in-depth, um, you know, dive into the Couple's Mask quest here. But let's kind of let's kind of tackle it in pieces here. Obviously, um, the the main gist of it is that Anju, the uh, the worker at the Stockpot Inn, is about to get married. She's getting married on the day of the carnival, and her fiance Cafe is missing. And uh, we do some digging around. We go and talk to Cafe's mother, who is the uh, the mayor's wife, and we get um, we like we get a couple of different rewards at various times. But we also find out that Cafe is hiding out inside. Ko, what's that room called? He's he's hiding out in the laundry pool, like the the laundry room. That's yeah. It, yeah. So and he's been turned into a kid by Skull Kid, which I guess is kind of appropriate, or by Majora's Mask rather. 
and uh, it's it's a very touching quest. Um, he's not. You learn that he's not necessarily worried about being turned into a kid, but he is worried because Anju and Cafe had made each other um, masks for their wedding, and his mask was stolen by a thief named uh, Seikon, and so he's got to get that back before he can get married. Really, really good premise. It's a really personal premise. Really good like setup, and then like kind of like I was saying, like there are so many. Like if you do the quest to let's say twenty percent completion, you get a reward. So if you do the if you do the quest like barely at all, you get the the cafe mask, which is you know doesn't seem like a big deal, but if we're collecting all the masks in the game to get the fierce deity mask, that's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. You can do Andrew's quest all the way up and get the pendant of memories. You can kind of learn a little bit more about uh, cafe, and then you can talk to him and you can get the Keaton mask. Um, it's also really cool that you can get like like different kind of items like you can get the room key to the inn you can get um you can get like there's tons of items that you can get actually you can get a bottle you can get the postman's hat like you get a ton of masks out of this you get a piece of heart at the end it's just it's so involved it's such a great story leading up to it i i I can't say enough good things about the side quest i mean yeah 100 percent. like it's it goes over the span of like the three days too and you could just do it in so many different like so many different times and have so many different endings come from it because you don't always have to complete it and sometimes i feel like to do other certain things you can't always complete it if i remember right um Uh, yeah that's that's right you have like two sort of separate endings (laughs) like me and i'm giving the letter to the (laughs) toilet that's the downfall (laughs) timeline there (laughs) (laughs) or the the flush down (laughs) timeline flush down timeline oh my god (laughs) um but yeah like it's super heartfelt you get really invested into these characters because it's not just andrew and cafe you know it's cafe's mom the postman um, and just other people are involved, and so while Majora's Mask does have all these amazing side quests and these amazing stories with, like, you know, Mikau having his story and um, all the different, you know, species that you kind of take their masks and all that kind of stuff, it's really, you know, it gets to, to your emotions. I feel like this is the epitome of it all in this uh, couple's mask quest. I, I, mm. I get major feels from it every time. Yeah, I agree with both of you. It's um I think this is the defining side quest of Majora's Mask. It uses all the systems. Um there's optional content for it. Um and it does something very rare that other Zelda games don't do uh very often. You actually get to play as another character besides Link. You get yeah. that little section where you play as Cafe and you have that mask going down the conveyor oh, yeah. belt. Oh, yeah. so stress inducing and if if that um, if that mask gets gobbled up, like it, you're donezo for that, for that sequence, you have to like restart. That's one thing that could be a little bit frustrating about it. But I think the key point of this side quest is just like the story of it. All of the characters are involved, and everyone is uh, kind of like tied to this in some way. Seikon, the curiosity shop owner, uh, who's like hiding out with Cafe, or I should say, Cafe's mm-hmm. hiding out with him. Um, Andrew, her mother, Madame Aroma, the mayor, even like the bar owner makes some mention of it. And um, like Kremia talks about how she's friends with Andrew. This is like... Actually, that's, a, that's a good point, actually, because if you don't do the Pendant of Memories um, side quest, a portion of the Couple's Mask side quest, 
uh, Anju will actually go to the ranch on the last day to try and weather out the moon falling, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some another weird, thing that's kind of cool too is like you you actually have to let a crime be committed in order to kind of get this going. You have to let um, Seikon steal the the bomb lady's uh, bombs, basically her bomb bag. Yeah. Which is it kind of goes against everything that we know as like the hero of time. So that's that's also kind of a neat twist because I mean, <laughs> my first instinct is like slash him down, save him, save that lady, mm-hmm. and you get rewarded if you do. But really, in order to play the long game, you actually have to you, you gotta know, let her get let him that stuff stolen. You gotta let her get stolen. Yeah. So I I really love that as well. But uh, yeah, I I agree. It's just so it's so touching, and it really does feel like it um it encapsulates like the entirety of Clocktown oh, are man. involved in this quest. Andy, you want to hear something even more wild that you could do there? That I'm sure you haven't <laughs> being the being the paragon of virtue that you are. You can shoot Seikon with your bow. And if you hit the bomb bag, it explodes and he just dies. He blows up. What? Link straight up, up can commit murder. Seikon oh just blows God. up and I mean if you do that the quest is over at that point. But holy moly! Yeah, I'm time kidding. for the animals, and Kevin's over here. Talking about murdering Sakon. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold I'm on, committing hold on. Who did those animals ever steal from? <laughs> hey, Allison. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. I guess that just shows too. Like, there's so many weird little branches that occur throughout this game, um, that that you can take, and you don't necessarily need to do all the steps in the side quest to still get that end result of reuniting these two and. It's a very touching moment. Oh yeah, I think that's one of the most touching in the Zelda series. Um, before we actually, before we talk about that in long form, another really touching moment is uh, you you kind of get a glimpse into the postman's psyche almost because like the dude wants to flee more than anything, but is so duty bound that like he can't. And when he finally is released by Madame Aurora, it's, it's just like. It's so like liberating in a sense because like he's finally free and like you can almost just see, like you can almost look at this as like an origin story for the Running Man in Ocarina of Time in a way. <laughs> or that's almost how I feel about he it. He ran so you know far I mean? away. Like, he he just ran straight to Hyrule Field and he, he's hiding out in that <laughs> tent. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, like that particular side story side quest and like it's a side quest within a side quest which i feel like is just so absolutely incredible um and there's lots of those within this particular quest but yeah i mean the ending scene it's so dramatic the way that you know you you finally you finally get the the sun mask back and like actually the first time that i played that last week i was uh, i was going through and i pushed the block onto the red switch instead of the yellow oh, switch oh no so I lost. Aww. I I completely uh, mucked it up. So I I had left my buddy uh, cafe in there to to basically die and warped and, and gave the letter to his mom. Um, oh my God. But I, when I redid it, that's terrible. I finally I did it properly. And man, the the way that like you just you literally have to wait until time is almost out in order to get that payoff to this, and you finally see them embrace and like. You know they're they're waiting for for the sunset or the sunrise. It's just like such a such a fantastic payoff to to all of the the build up and the story and stuff. And like you do get a heart piece if you use the couple's mask, which is almost secondary to actually 
it's funny that like the heart piece is secondary to the emotional payoff of like just that one scene. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's great. And speaking like, you know, of course the the reunion is great and heartfelt, but I'm pretty sure if you go through the credits, you actually get to see their wedding, right? You do. Yeah. That's right. Which you get I snippets still, of I think everything. It's interesting that you still don't get to see Cafe as an adult. Yeah, I'm poor dude. Sure you kind yeah, of I guess that's true. You see Andrew from his point of view, but you don't see him ever. Yeah, that's uh, it's too bad. I wonder what he would have looked like as as an adult. He's the same too. thing with just very long legs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, I kind of do too, but at the same time, I feel like that's okay because you're you're more there for the emotions of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that this is the greatest side quest in any video game. Certainly the greatest side quest in any Zelda game. Uh, what say you guys to that claim? I am in 100% agreement. Yeah, I'm right there um, with you. I agree. That was me. Sign sealed delivered. <laughs> um, touching. You get the, the story beat is perfect. It's emotional. You're invested in the characters. You can do it in stages and you get rewarded consistently for it. I mean, like, by the end of this quest, you have three masks, one bottle, one piece of heart. Uh, that's, you know, that's just good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that this is just the absolute pinnacle of side quest storytelling in video games. And it really shows, like, unfortunately, we've kind of leaned towards, like, fetch quests in a lot of our modern, even in Breath of the Wild. There's a lot of this kind of nameless quests that you yeah. do for nameless people. I would, I always say, like, I would rather have one really involved side quest where, like, you actually care about the outcome than 20 random quests for random people. Yeah. So I always just, you know, this is the gold standard to me. And, like, really, I think the beating heart and soul of Majora's Mask, this particular side quest, um, you know, when I think of Majora's Mask, I instantly think of, obviously, Skull Kid, but the next the next thing I think of is Anju and Cafe. And I think that's a testament to how great this... Uh, this side quest truly is. Yep. 100% nice. agree. There you go. Um, well, that's going to do it for uh, for us this week. We have dived into all pretty much everything that we can dive into for Majora's Mask over the last three weeks. I really enjoyed the side quest, though, in particular. I always love talking about um, Anju and Cafe. And just some of these other ones are so bizarre. They're so strange that it's it's nice to reminisce over and just kind of ask out loud like what were they thinking when they when they decided that Link should protect cows from getting abducted by aliens <laughs> I love it I love it and I uh you know I hope that you guys loved it too this has been uh, a nice trip to talk about Majora's Mask we've never done this before where we just had a string of shows all about one game and I think that people um you know from what I saw guys I think that people dug this I think so too yeah yeah I definitely did do that for uh, other games Absolutely, and uh, you know we will be doing uh, a couple Wind Waker episodes here pretty quickly. Yes. That one is fresh. I think Allison and I might have some words on that show because I'm not <laughs> sure that we agree. But that is for another day. Uh, we hope that you guys really enjoyed this show and this string of Majora's Mask shows. And uh, you know we we just want to honor such an amazing game uh, it turns 20 on I think the 28th. So just what a what a what a game. That's really all you can say. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course, we want you to uh, check us out over on iTunes, Podbean, and now Spotify. 
if you want. Uh, you can check us out. Leave us a five-star review if you think we've earned it. Like and subscribe. Tell a Zelda fan in your life about the Champions cast. Um, go and check out the mini marathon over on Twitch if you want to uh, kill some time. And uh, you can check us out over on Twitter as well. We are everywhere. I am at Spateri316. Allison is at Allison Aletha. Kevin is at Shabazzle. You guys, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, until next week, we will see you then.